Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. My guest this week is singer-songwriter Laura Stevenson, and the cultural spark that she chose is really remarkable. Um, I mentioned this in the interview, but I don't think that... Any other topic I've discussed on this show has affected me as much as this one. Um, Laura's spark is Pasa un Angel by fine artist and activist Claudia Bernardi. Uh, but we talked about Bernardi's entire body of work. She has lived an absolutely extraordinary life. Um, and I don't want to give any spoilers for the interview, but just a little warning. It's some heavy, heavy, heavy shit. Um, this conversation is, I hope, going to be a source of inspiration for you, but it also features discussion about some incredibly upsetting and horrifying human rights abuses that are the driving force behind Bernardi's work. That said, <laughs> it's a really lovely chat. Um, don't be put off by that little disclaimer. I promise you'll finish this episode wanting to know more about Claudia Bernardi's work, and you'll also be really excited to listen to Laura's music. So, um, yeah, let's just dive right in. Quick Laura fact. Laura Stevenson is a singer-songwriter originally from Long Island. Her upcoming sixth self-titled album documents a crisis in real time. As Laura explains, I relocated for a bit after finishing my last record to help someone that I love very much who was going through something absolutely unthinkable. This is an altogether beautiful record. It's a sincere portrait of a human heart in all its vibrant colors. More than anything, it is about bearing one's whole self in the face of those you love, uncomfortable and exposed, but vital, present, here. Laura Stevenson, the album, is released this coming Friday, uh, August 6th, and uh, you should listen to it as soon as it's released because it's a really beautiful piece of work. It's also Stereo Gum's album of the week. What more do you need to know? Uh, okay, quick Pasa un Angel facts. Pasa un Angel is a mixed-media monotype fresco by artist Claudia Bernardi. It is part of a body of work inspired by Bernardi's experience as part of an exhumation team in El Salvador in 1992, work that uncovered a mass grave that harbored the remains of nearly 150 people, most of them children. So, as I mentioned, this is very emotional and very upsetting subject matter, but um, 
Bernardi's story is fascinating and inspiring, and her work has touched me so deeply. Um, and listening to Laura's work, you can really see the connection between her music and Bernardi's work. So let's just dive right into our discussion. Here comes my chat with Laura Stevenson about Pasa Unanjo. So um, the first question is always, do you remember coming across this um, this artwork for the first time, uh, Pasa Unanjo? Um, yeah, I, well, my professor of Latin American studies when I was an undergrad, we, we were we were talking and she knew that I liked art. I wasn't an art history major yet, but this kind of like pushed me into majoring in it in in the future. And then I ended up going to grad school for it and I have my master's in art history. But it was all basically because of Claudia Bernardi's work. But yeah, she she just started showing me her prints and then telling me the story of where she came from and why she was making this work and it just like resonated with me so strongly that it was so beautiful so yeah yeah it is just this like absolutely incredible intersection between art activism and social justice Mm -hmm. that I, i think is quite rare it's she you know has parallel careers that she is a working famous well respected artist but also her activism it's like that you know the two are very much intertwined but yeah the, it, like in she's done incredible work in both of those lanes and where they overlap as well so yeah just uh, uh, quite an extraordinary life yeah she's a, a she's a pure one mm. <laughs> really just like a beam of light in this world i think she's really just gives so much beauty to this world yeah and for someone who has overcome so much adversity personally, you know, losing both of her parents by the time she was 16, starting to study as the military junta was really starting to overshadow the whole of Argentina and talking, you know, I've read interviews with her where she said, we didn't know what was going on really, but students who I knew, people who I recognized on campus were just gone. And having that feeling, you know, it, it obviously was such a formative experience for her. And then taking all of that trauma and instead of like, you know, it, it would be absolutely understandable if it crushed her, if it crushed her sister, but both of them throwing themselves into work that's equally traumatic, um, excavating sites of mass murders and just trying to bring closure to those situations, trying to like do whatever they can to identify the bodies, to understand exactly what happened in those situations. And yeah, I mean, you know, all of that, I'm I'm running on and on, (laughs) you know, a very complex story. But finding a way to make art that is beautiful and moving and tells a story in the midst of all of that is just mm-hmm. uh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, she really, I, I think about her all the time. The first song on my first record is about her and her experiences. And I'm always coming back to her now on my sixth record, you know, that was like 2007. So what's today? (laughs) 2021. (laughs) She's still, she's still just, I just, I'm so inspired by her, the way she lives her life and the way she gives back to the community. And she wants to teach art to these kids that are surrounded by such sadness. And yeah, she's incredible. Right. And I guess that point, you know, 
recurring theme on this podcast is talking about how art begets art and, you know, people, you know, obviously it's a show about inspiration that people draw from uh, art and culture, but that direct link where, you know, you have written songs about this artist and her art has drawn from a variety of sources and just that kind of cyclical nature of art and how it ripples through history, the the influence of uh, one work will carry on through the ages. And that's, you know, one of the most magical things to me about art is the, the way it can have this profound effect on so many people and also lead to the creation of more art that will in turn have a similar effect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like also what she's doing is so healing for her and healing for the people of El Salvador and beyond. And then I just find it so healing to think about her process, you know, Mm. like the way that she, I don't know, she used the tools that she would use to unearth these bones, you know, just paintbrushes and spoons, like, and then she uses those tools to kind of re-bury under these pure pigments, these these figures that she makes in these prints. And like, she's just like using this super toxic materials. I mean, pure pigment, she has to wear a gas mask. Like it's mm. super toxic. So it's like, there is that sense of danger, but it's also like these pure colors and the way that they play with each other. And there's no control really. It's like, she's she's unearthing them, but she's also kind of like, giving them a proper burial in a way in this in this like beautiful colors and it's just like it's incredible I always get like super emotional when I talk about her because like I just I I I think she's amazing on a meter but I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'll just start crying (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah understandably I'm just like such an incredible person and also I guess that process to me I don't know if reverse excavation is the right way to describe it, but it's like layering on, you know, sometimes starting with a map, like she has this Mm -hmm. uh, interest in cartography. And I think because of the work that she's done globally, doing forensic investigations, forensic archaeology and excavations, and also, as you said, starting these schools in areas that have been affected by enormous tragedies and where many, many people have been killed and trying to help kids to work through their feelings about what has happened in their country through art. And I think, you know, the the interest in cartography and putting it into putting maps into her work is connected to that, that it's like thinking about the structures of countries and the histories of them and um, how that is reflected in a map, but then burying that under layers and layers and layers of paint until you can just barely make out any bits of it and you really have to look. And then having these beautiful paintings that have been built up on top that are, you know, so evocative of all of the experiences that she's had. And it's just like, you know, knowing um, what she has gone through and seeing these paintings is just, it's, it's devastating. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's truly devastating. And it's, it's that much more devastating to me that she can create such incredible beauty from that. Um, it just, it speaks so much to like the resilience of the human spirit and just like that light that's always 
within us and like even in our darkest hour and i mean like i can't even compare my darkest hour to the darkest hours that she faced or any anybody that you know came into contact with her faced in those years but like even even when we're at our lowest point there's still that glimmer of of light and like hope and i think that that's like that shows through so much in her work mm. so much in her work because there's always that just hope and humanity even when you're seeing something that's just so devastated by like the evils of the world there's always just hope mm. it's really beautiful yeah and i think that feeling shines through in her work regardless of whether you know the history of the other work that she's done or her own personal experiences like sometimes especially with fine art you can interact with it on a few different levels and either you can you know sometimes it's like you have to know stuff about art history to really understand the context and what the artist is artist is trying to say sometimes there is just a, a personal story or a reference to an historical event and even if that's not quite clear you can get that context from reading the little blurb next to it in the museum or whatever but then also just art uh taking it at face value and saying, this is beautiful. This is nice to look at. I don't, you know, I, I don't know the history behind it or the meaning behind it, but it's pretty. And that's all I, I need to think about. And with this, I think it's kind of inescapable. It's like you, mm -hmm. you look at it and the beauty, the emotion, the, I, I think there is something that you can, you can feel a sense of, uh, the trauma and, the pain that comes through w without even having the the context and that is a testament to her skill as an artist as well that all, all this whole emotional life exists in this work even outside of um knowing the incredible story of of her life and, and the rest of her work yeah absolutely it's it's definitely a, a visceral experience just seeing her her prints there the colors and the figures and the burying of of everything of, of all the information and like and like you were saying like little bits peeking through and you're really like trying to decipher what it all is and there's some chaos to it and there's some serenity to it and it's just like all this life swirling around i don't know how she does it mm. <laughs> it's like she's she's really um a master but it is it is very it's super powerful even if you don't know the context for sure yeah. For sure. And then when you learn the context, you're like, well, fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just like absolutely blown away. <sighs> um, I read a piece that she wrote in, I think, maybe March or April last year, just talking about COVID isolation and, you know, trying to cope with what we were all trying to cope with being stuck in one place and um, not being able to see the people we love and all of that, but just that she felt like it hit her particularly hard because she had dedicated her life to traveling the world and trying to help people heal through mm -hmm. art. And that, again, that, that kind of selflessness and empathy is so present in her work and just you know, I, I know I've already said this, but it is just so mind-boggling to me when people who have experienced so many horrible things in their life aren't just totally uh, destroyed by it, aren't like, you know, uh, don't lose the ability to function. Um, and instead, it's the exact opposite that it's like she has, I mean, again, this is <laughs> speculation, I, you know, who knows what 
uh, it would be like if I met her in person. But my my feeling about her from looking at her work and from reading interviews and stuff is that she has this warmth. She has this strong desire to help people and to do good and to try and do what she can to right the wrongs of the world. And yeah, again, just uh, so admirable and it really makes her work feel even more vital and emotional and important knowing that you know she has that kind of uh spirit yeah absolutely i mean when you go through something like that the 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 one survivor of the El Mozote massacre Rafina Maya she like basically watched her four children die you know the youngest was 8 months old and she lived on so that they wouldn't be forgotten. That mm-hmm. was her, like, that That was why she just decided, like, I'm going to survive this, even though this is an unsurvivable experience. And it would have just been so much easier for her to give in to it and just to, to disappear as well than to live to tell their story. But mm. she knew that she had to do it. And it's the persistence of of memory and of uh, the, the reminder of of what truly happened and i feel like claudia bernardi like really had such a close relationship with her because she knew that she lived to tell that story and so i think um claudia bernardi kind of devoted her a lot of her career to just you know honoring rufina's sacrifice for just simply living to tell the story so she she wanted to she wanted to do the same thing because she felt like it was her job to to do that and it's such a difficult story to tell and it's a difficult thing to just relive over and over again and it takes a very amazing type of person to devote your life to something like that it's just truly selfless and incredible yeah absolutely and i think also knowing that it's really important to tell those stories in as many ways as she can and she gives mm-hmm. lectures she teaches she has opened art programs in many many countries and helped kids to cope with these kinds of things and tells these stories through her artwork as well and i think understanding that with something this subject matter that's this horrific that is this incomprehensibly horrible uh, whatever almost 150 small children being shot and killed something like that is like just makes your your mind shut down you don't want to think about it because it's it's just like the beyond what you can imagine the most horrible thing in the world to be and i think you know helping people to grapple with such a terrible concept in through her artwork in a way that's like not necessarily abstract but is a bit more like using symbolism as a way Mm -hmm. to kind of guide people into understanding the work that she's done and yeah it's 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 just yeah fascinating yeah i mean you can't look away like and she she like invites you in she wants you to she wants you to learn about this and to remember these people and the individuals you know like they were unearthing all these little pieces of clothing and like that's when like it wasn't just bones it was that's when they were like oh this this is a little girl like she was saying that there was a there was a little girl's sweater and in the pocket was a little piece of green cloth that had 
um, like two coins and a little red button. And this is like the, this was this little girl's treasure. And this, this just puts a whole human being around these bones, you know? And so it's like each individual person she's memorializing with these prints and like, she's, she's not, she's, she's making them not disappeared anymore. You know, she's mm -hmm. like, she wants us to remember them. And even though it, it's so difficult to wrap your head around it. And it's so much easier to just be like, okay, it's just a number. Like now you're really thinking about each human being and you're fucking there with her and you're, you're with everybody and it just will haunt you for the rest of your life and you'll always remember them. And so like, yeah, it's just, it's stayed with me. I think about it all the time. Yeah. And I think about her work all the time when I'm making what I make mm. and I just want to be a, a, a source of good in the world like she is, but I'll never be as good as her, but <laughs> I just want to do good. So yeah, she's super incredible, inspiring person. Yeah. And that is an important point. Uh, taking some of the power back from these murderers and people mm -hmm. who'd said, we're going to dispose of human beings as though they are nothing. And make it so that no one knows who's who no one knows where they are and they're just gone and yeah. that's it and trying to demanding that um their humanity is given back to them and Absolutely. you know no one can give their lives back to them but doing work that preserves their memory and lets the world know that these people existed mm -hmm. <laughs> um absolutely yeah uh, really, really <sighs> profound, affecting stuff. It's, you know, uh, doing, uh, some research for, for this, uh, it's yeah, I, really affecting, I think, um, yeah. in, in a way that I haven't experienced in any of the, the work that I've done for this show. Um, oh, wow. uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of in awe of her. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that you know about her now and yeah, cuz she's such an inspiring person. I and I've never like heard her name before other than from my professor. Mm. Like I've never seen I like there was an article in Forbes like a little while ago that my mom sent me and she was just like, "Oh, she's in she's in an article." And I was like, "Oh shit, really?" Like but like I just I like had to to find her mm. and she should be easily found because she's one of the most amazing people I've ever encountered. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that is an indication of the the difficulty that people have with confronting um that kind of horrific violence. Yeah. Um that, you know, she's not someone who is going to be able to have like a fun Chelsea gallery show where people yeah. just get drunk and, you know, uh, just little cups of wine. And, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but art needs to be lots of different things and it's, you know, absolutely art needs to provide entertainment. It needs to be funny. Sometimes it needs to, you know, be, uh, a source of relief but this is another very important function of art and it's yeah. to educate, to devastate, you know, p p really expose people to 
the parts of the world and the parts of humanity that they might not want to face. And I can understand that, you know, a lot of people who are interested in art as a means of escape would say that this is not a good way to do that. Yeah, um, it's not super commercial. Right. <laughs> but in the, at the same time, I mean, looking at these, these artworks, they are absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, yeah. They, they really, you know, I, I don't feel like they're, you know, works that people would not want to hang in their home or that people mm -hmm. wouldn't want to see in a gallery. But I think it's really digging into the meaning and um, having to engage with the subject matter that uh, mm -hmm. is, is difficult. But again, that's something that needs to happen. And um, mm -hmm. it's, it's really lucky that the world has people like her who are willing to dedicate themselves to this work. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree full wholeheartedly. <laughs> yes. Um, this has been truly amazing. Um, oh, thank good. you so much for, uh, for bringing this work to me and, um, for, uh, coming to talk, talk with me on, on the show. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, been, you know, uh, difficult, but, uh, cathartic for me as well. I feel, uh, I feel changed. So. Oh, good. That's, that's her purpose. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you so, so much. This has really been yeah. wonderful. Thank you. This was very nice. Yeah. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was truly incredible. Thank you again to Laura for making time for me and for bringing Claudia Bernardi's work to my attention. Laura Stevenson's beautiful self-titled album is out on Friday, August 6th. That's this Friday. And it is available wherever you stream or download music. It is a fantastic record, so make sure you check it out. Okay, uh, quick inspirational work from me. Uh, the newish single from Swedish pop singer Agnes is called 24 Hours, and it is the polar opposite of the work <laughs> I spoke to Laura about. It is a proper gay banger. This is pure pop music <laughs> with a video that includes a triangular blonde wig. And I love it. I am not ashamed... It's big, bold, chart-friendly music that you can drunk dance to at your outdoor, fully vaccinated summer parties. So uh, check that out if you love pop music. And that's about it. Uh, please, please, please help me to spread the word about this show. Tell your friends. Post about it on social media. Scream about it on a street corner. For every new subscriber you get me, a kitten and a puppy will form an adorable cross-species friendship. Doesn't that sound lovely? Other than that, have a fantastic week. In fact, have the most fantastic week of your entire life, okay? Be good, stay safe, and until next time, bye! Greetings from Chromatica, home of Lady Gaga, liberator of kindness punks, mother of little monsters, tricon of the ages. We are her best fans with a mission to create a podcast celebrating our hero. Broadcasting straight from Chromatica, this podcast is about Lady Gaga. 
for Lady Gaga. But anyone can listen. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Prove your stupid love. Ace the art pop quiz. Put your paws up. And download the Chromaticast wherever you get your podcasts. Join us every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our live tapings at twitch.tv slash apocalypse podcast network. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to apocalypsepodcastnetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.